Welcome back, everyone, to episode 19 of the Zero Analytics Podcast. I'm kind of happy that we've made it to episode 19. I uh, didn't know that we would get this far, but in this episode, we, we're going to take a little different turn. I'm going to have a conversation with Tate Vermillion of Albemarle Speedway. Uh, he prepares the track there, and this is kind of an extension of the last podcast we did with Chubb Shockley, where we were down there for Halloween Havoc, and I was you know, lucky enough to put together a little trophy helmet, and I went down there to help my brother a little bit as far as uh, tires go. And one of the things that really stood out to me, it was the first time, as you'll hear in the conversation, that I had been back there in a few years since I was doing tires for Alex White. And when I was there before, compared to what the track was this time, especially for such a big event, uh, I was just so, I was really surprised and, uh, and pleased in a good way. And really kind of got me thinking on the way home about how the track really is is one of the things that dictates uh, how the event goes, you know, whether you tear up bodies, how wide the groove is, sometimes really how many people get taken out and how many cautions you have. And, and as normal with this, we're going to kind of just follow the interest um, from of myself, to be honest with you. But I just wanted to kind of get a background and uh, kind of maybe put some information out there. There's a lot of people out there that do tracks and, not that they're going to learn anything big, but maybe they'll find something little or maybe there's something that you hear and you want to reach out to Tate to maybe help him. Um, or maybe you want to reach out to him and, and he can give you some help and stuff like that. But I think a lot of people kind of go into racing and they just kind of get in the routines of doing things. And a lot of times they rely on information from other people. And I think that, you know, exploring some other other parts of the sport, and I kind of looked at it, you know, when, when we race, I looked at it from the perspective of, you know, we're coming from Delaware, and, and we had a couple of people that we talked to, but nothing crazy, and so we kind of made our own information for the most part, so we really tried to, you know, at least for myself, when I got back into it, I tried to really find some areas that, being from outside of, you know, the Southeast and the Charlotte area and stuff like that, I wanted to try to find some areas that did not put us at a geographical disadvantage. Um, that's just fancy for saying I wanted to try to figure out a way that that I could be better at something. You know, I, I never really thought, um, one, that I was really a tire guy or anything like that, but I always wanted to try to find advantages that I never, you know, never really thought we were going to be able to take set of tires and outrun someone that runs that prep and that set of tires every week. But I do think with weather in the spring and the fall, it was something that maybe we could find a little advantage where maybe a class before it was necessarily, maybe we found out that we need to wipe a little more, a little less. So I put a lot of time into both soil structure and weather. And I think that listening to Tate and just how the track is prepared, I think maybe taking notes on that, what type of equipment. Uh, there's a lot of things like that. And you're not going to find two tracks that are exactly the same. But I think if you can kind of group some tracks together, maybe a um, sandier clay surface, uh, more of a lean clay, it holds moisture, uh, the compaction techniques and the equipment used, uh, whether it's a vibratory plow, how big is the plow, uh, what kind of water is put on? How is it put on? Just different things like that. Um, I certainly don't have the answers, but I think that it's an area that if someone wants to put some thought into it, I think there's definitely advantages to be had there. So luckily, uh, we did get Tate to sit down with us, and he was actually doing the track and riding around uh, packing it in with the car as we were speaking for most of this conversation. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado... Uh, I have Mr. Tate Vermillion from Albemarle Speedway. One more thing before we get started. If you find value in the podcast, please, please, please share it. Like us on Facebook. Um, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you and enjoy. So, so Tate, what is the, how do you say your last name? Is it Vermillion? 
Vermillion, yep. Vermillion, I gotcha. Yep. And um, so do you live right there also in uh, Elizabeth City area? No, I live in Powell's Point. It's probably 45 minutes away. Oh, man. It's 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. The one good so, thing is that I work like 10 minutes down the road. So I got you. Okay. So at least it's not completely out of the way. Yeah. No, I can swing by here, do my thing, and just keep on heading home. Not too bad. Um, so I guess like really one of the big reasons I wanted to have you on, just so you know, um, I've, I've been wanting to have, uh, some track guys on, you won't be the last one, but, um, you know, when you think about it, it's like, you know, I mean, we all go there to race and what's the one thing that can really dictate the day and it generally (laughs) at the tracks, you know, and I know that you guys have heard it, you know, I've been that guy before that is just shaking my head all day long, but it's, you know, as I've gotten older, it's. Like, you guys are trying to do the best every time. And uh, with Mother Nature and all the variables, like, it is, it has to be a stressful job, um, especially with as much money that people both spend and race for these days uh, on the track itself. So how how do you deal with that? Like, how, I mean, is it just something that just comes with the territory, I guess? I mean, yeah, I've been to them tracks that you've talked about that you just all day and it's nothing. I I want everybody, when they get here, for practice it's ready to go that's how and that's a saturday night that's a big show i just work my ass off to get it right for them i gotcha i used to hold a steering wheel i didn't race i held a steering wheel and <laughs> i just you know a shitty track will drive them away man but it it does and um you know and i i will get into this so maybe a little bit later but um last time that I actually like did tires and really went there until Halloween Havoc was um like back in like 2015 and 2016 and um and something that actually like sound from the Delaware area so we have uh-huh. US thir- 13 cars right. all right in a cartway and it's I would assume for the most part like it's it's kind of maybe a little more similar as far as like more of a sandier surface than than some of the other tracks um mm-hmm. that's how it was back then but I was absolutely surprised um, during Halloween Havoc with the amount of people that you know, turned out there, how oh, good yeah. that track was. I mean, you it was honestly, man, like that was the big reason. I It was just an awesome track, man. The racing was great, and, uh, and I've been there when it hasn't been that way. So, right, um, and uh, that was probably, you know, when you were here in 2014 or whenever, uh, we did have some sandy-ass clay. Mm-hmm. Now we found some good clay, and I've always told them, "You get me good clay, we'll have a good track." Right. And this, this will get sandy, mm-hmm. but it'll burn off quick. You know what I mean? Right, I mean, right. We're close to the beach, so anything you find is gonna have sand in it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Same, same way with us. Yeah, and uh, like before, we had ball field clay. They called it, which was eighty percent sand and twenty percent clay. Well, right. now I think we're a little bit opposite. I got we you. got more clay than sand, which is just, I love it, man. I just, I just want them when they get here and open practice. It's, it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and another thing that stuck out to me, to be honest with you is even, uh, not so much even during intermission, but even in between practices earlier in the day, I mean, between you and I, and I know West Morgan a little bit for I actually race, um, race like kind of against him maybe like a long time ago and then as i right. was helping um brandon white back in the day he was racing then still and um super nice guy but you guys and i think there were a couple other gentlemen that i didn't know i mean you were like you guys were like really on top of stuff i mean like constantly looking really at least it looked like you're putting the effort you know what i mean you at, least <laughs> had, you at least had the perception you guys are uh you know out there and um you know i don't know i think it just makes a difference you guys are really detailed about what you were doing that's the nervousest. That's when I'm the nervous the most is when they're out there practicing. I'll walk around the track a hundred times just right. looking. You know what I mean? Just looking. Mm-hmm. And Wes does a great job. But Doug Johnson's the leader of us all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we just try to, we want people to have fun and good racetrack. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and as we were kind of texting back and forth a little bit, I mean, I'm good friends with, uh, you know, Mr. Jackson, Jeff Jackson yes. and Jared. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, we, I've known them since like the early 2000s and stuff. And, uh, and they've, they both have spoken very, you know, very highly of you guys. And, um, for me, that that's enough to try to get someone on here, man. Cause I yeah. respect those people a lot. And, um, yeah, the Jacksons are awesome. Uh, they are. And, um, you know, and, 
Absolutely. And to be to be honest, that's one of the reasons that um, you know, we did like the little trophy helmet for the junior pro drivers and Yeah, that was a lot sweet. Yeah, a lot of that goes back to him. Um, he was on the podcast. I went down to the Champ Max Daddy at Margaretsville, and as him uh-huh. and I were talking, um, Scott Hassel offered, you know, to sponsor the show or help out if I wanted to do anything. And, uh, and we kind of came up with that little plan since it was their home track to do something different than just um, than like the normal situation. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, yeah. It, it, tur- it turned out really good. So um, I was really happy to be there and. You know, all, the show itself was awesome, man. I mean, it it was like the perfect weekend that um, it, you guys are really one of the only shows running. And it, and you it know, worked out like, great, yes. The big crowd was there. The track was great. I mean, the times that were go- they were going out there were just ridiculous, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You guys had, just, you had to take some pride in that, too, you know? I do. I do. But I, I kind of play it off. But I just love a record to get broke every time. Yeah, man. That it, uh, I, I always like, tease them when it gets into 10 seconds, which I never thought it would be. What is it? 11060? Uh-huh. Because I, I always tease them. When it gets to 10 seconds, I'm retiring. Uh, you better not, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love this stuff. And, you know, it goes right back. I got a pretty awesome wife who lets me do this because I'm here a lot. <laughs> right. You know? I'm sure. And, but uh, I just, I don't know. I don't even know how I got started doing it, to tell you the truth. I just needed someone to do the track and I took it over and here we are. Gotcha. And how long, uh, how long have you been doing the track there at Albemarle? I'm going to say at least five years. It's probably more than that, but I'm, it's at least five years. And so when you take over doing something like that, or when you started, did you have anyone that had previously done the track to kind of like guide you? Was it, no, you just, nope. you just jumped into it blind and started going. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Ohio. I grew up around dirt tracks, Eldora. I watched Earl Baldus a lot. Not, I mean, you know, you learn a lot watching people. And I watched Mackie mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and Scotty down at Tri-County. I just watched and took in, and I'm like, I can do it. And it's just, you got to learn it. You know, like right now, I'm just putting water and packing. It's water mm-hmm. pack, water pack, water pack. I gotcha. See, when people get here, they see me pulling a tire, and they think that's what I do. Well, they don't mm-hmm. see what I do beforehand. Right. You know. Right. And, uh, and like, honestly, yeah, that's why, I want, that's why I want to have you on here, man, because I'm um, I know I, I had mentioned Pee Wee Morris, who does the track a, a yes. couple times back home. And uh, I don't know if he does it all the time now, but it's to me, it's no different than uh, preparing tires, man. It's uh, it is an art. It's an art form. And there's so many variables that um, I'm just hoping that someone's going to listen to this uh, that actually does the tracks. And, and maybe if they can pick up anything, you know, or maybe they'll Absolutely. learn something not to do. And uh, it's only going to make the sport better so that's yeah. that's my intention you know just so you know and um, i, I want to help you know help promote you the track and stuff like that and uh, it's a uh, it's a really cool deal man um, yeah it's awesome I, i'm tickled shit <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but, a couple uh, questions to get out of the way first is um, absolutely what is the, what's the official preferred beer of tate vermilion <laughs> i think everybody knows that's bud light platinum <laughs> bud light platinum <clears throat> i gotcha i gotcha yeah. Um, do you have any nicknames that you want to, want to mention on here? I don't know of any, but, um, is there I any mean, nicknames that you have that you're proud uh, of? I guess. Nah, <laughs> I mean, I always got the tater chip or potato salad or something like that, but not really. Uh, Doug Johnson calls me his little troll that shows up when no one's here and gets stuff done. Uh, but not really a nickname. Gotcha. Um, Maybe a smart ass nickname, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say you probably have a bunch. You just no one says it to your face. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, that's cool, man. So let's so let's just talk about um. There's a so today is a Friday. We're in our early November. It's like November eighth yes. or ninth today. Mm-hmm. Um. So the temperatures in Delaware today were were definitely a, you know pretty damn chilly up here and yeah. kind of windy. Yeah. So. Can you just, you know, you have a race tomorrow there. I think it's a points race, maybe. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. So, so maybe not, you know, like a lot of entries, but definitely I know you guys get a decent crowd down there. 
Can you take me, um, like, when did you start preparing for this race? And can you just kind of take me through the best you can and uh, just kind of give me an overview of how, what you were thinking, what you're thinking going into it, and, and how you're trying to uh, attack the weekend for the race? Well, I'll start out with about every weather app I have on my phone <laughs> that's out there. But, like, on a Saturday night, I'll start on Wednesday night after work and just water, water, water. I mean, that's, that is the key thing. you got to learn your clay and how much water it can handle. Mm-hmm. Just clay will take water. I mean, we've had three inches on Friday night and ran a VDK race. Hmm. But uh, you also got to seal it for that. But I usually start on Wednesday nights after work, Wednesday, Thursday, and like tonight, I'm just watering and packing. And then I'll be back out here tomorrow morning by 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. The gates open at 2, I believe. And uh, that's when you got to figure out what's going on with it. I mean, you can put all the water you want in it, but you got to watch the wind. The wind will dry it out, the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and just every night, Wednesday. Now, like on the big shows, I take off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday usually from work. Mm-hmm. And I work on them all day long, every day until race day. I gotcha. And from week to week, do you open the track up? Um, once in a while, maybe like every three or four races, you need to, we open it up to get it back in. But if you got good clay, like we got good clay and if you let it sit, like I come out here Wednesday from Havoc, it's still black. I still got my lines painted on it, but it's cracked wide open mm-hmm. like a puzzle piece and you just water it and it'll slowly close up. You know, your water go down in there and it'll, you know, clay mm-hmm. will grow and close back up and. But I say four races, we'll break it up, put it back. Uh, and could you? I mean, I I do have a soil background as far as like uh, not not so much for clay and stuff like that. But I know, right. you know, every, everything's a little bit different. So there's going to be someone listening to this in Tennessee, and someone in there's a guy from Maine um, that actually submitted some questions. We're going to get to a little bit later that does a track. Uh-huh. So. I know it's going to kind of vary, but for you and the equipment that you guys have there, can you take me through opening it up um, as far as the process of opening up and getting it back together? Yeah, I mean, we just, I got, of course, I work for Case Agriculture, BNS Enterprises. So okay. I'll, steal a, I'll steal a disc from there, <laughs> come out and disc it up with the tractor from there. And then we'll just motor grade it back and roll it and pack it, add some moisture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't use no chemicals. The only uh, water and then calcium. I use no chemicals. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That was that was one Mac, of the things. Yeah. You know, Mackie loves his chemical. I, to me, it always left it greasy. Mm-hmm. And like on these cool nights, the calcium will leave it, leave it greasy. So you got to watch how much you use. Especially gotcha. if the sun ain't shining. But we'll get a tractor and a disc. We'll disc it up. And we'll motor grade it you know, and then pack it and roll it. We got a roller, we got a motor grader. And then I got a little blade that goes behind my tractor to fine tune it. Okay. And when you are, when you're rolling it, is it a, like a vibratory roller or is yes, it? Sir. Uh, it yes, is. sir. Yes. And what, um, like what, what size is it or what, what kind uh, roughly the is rollers it? probably eight foot wide. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I'd say eight foot, at least six foot, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just got rubber back tires and one drum. Okay. And uh, <laughs> that's a guy's, he does road work around here, and he let us borrow it, and he said, just keep it there. I'll come get it when I need it, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, that's nice to have uh, to have that, and then also to have the equipment from your work right by. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, mean that's, that's, uh, it's got to be nice to be able to have the right tools to try to do what you're trying to do. It's hard enough I, already, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, you got to have the right stuff, and, you know, my work's great. They let me use a tractor and a disc, and, but I try to disc it up and put it back the same day with the moisture I want in it, not leave it open, so, you know, if it rains when it's open, it's going to turn to muck, Mm -hmm. and then it'll start pumping, and it will never get hard again. Yeah. You know, so. And... Do you, I guess during the summer, I mean, how much more of an effort as far as like the moisture does it take in the summer compared to the fall? 
Yeah, I got a water truck, and in the summer it holds 1,200 gallons, and I know for a week, just a Saturday night race, I'll do 10,000 gallons easy. <clears throat> Have you guys ever explored? I know there, there's a, I think, Mardella Speedway around here. Um, I think they have an irrigation system. Is um, has that ever been? We um, had it at one uh-huh. time. They put it in, and it's just then once again it depends on the wind, right? Because it'll blow it all one way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They had it, and it kind of got beat up, and I just we did away with it. Oh, um, I mean, I guess if you do the right one and the right timer, it would be shit. That'd be killer <laughs> right set that base right. to go off and go home you know but yeah um you know we we build our boom on our water truck so i don't have to drive on the track mm-hmm. yeah i saw a picture of that and i was uh yeah. facebook stalking you so for some pictures you might find uh find posted but i saw that yeah nah, that's fine uh yeah i mean i you know early in the week i got big fire nozzles on there that i can drown it and then i got like uh little sprayer nozzles that I can switch to that just, I like that the best because it just puts it on there nice and easy and then it just soaks in. Mm-hmm. Just like a nice, uh, like when you get those days where it's just like a light drizzle all day long, but you oh. never really see a puddle, you know what I mean? That's it's right. Just, uh, That's right. Yeah. That's what it yeah. does. <clears throat> exactly. And um, <clears throat> so if you had, do you ever end up watering it um, like throughout the race day or is, is that more of a summer thing maybe or? Or really, I mean, I guess it, it, it is a summer thing, but I don't want to water it <laughs> during okay. the day. And I mean, like, uh, we had the Max Daddy here, and I forget how many, that was three over 300 entries. And I had to go around the infield and water because the infield was dry, which was sucking the moisture out of the track mm-hmm. and the top, around the top side. But that's about it. Most of the time, 90% of the time, I don't have to water during the day, I have enough in it for the week. Okay. And so as, so let's say today, um, so it's Friday night, before, mm-hmm. the, day be- the day before, now you're, you say you're packing the track. Is that with a, uh, like a, a car, a regular it's a pi- truck? I got a pickup truck. I got a pickup mm-hmm. truck with, uh, asphalt tires on it off of okay. the late models. You know, they're just slicks mm-hmm. and. I got a 300-gallon thing in the back of it that holds water, and I can put it out just in a PVC pipe with holes drilled in it. And I just water and pack. Water and pack. I gotcha. Yeah. So, well, I mean, cool. if it was summertime, I'd be in the big water truck soaking it. But I gotcha. And just packing it that. in with the big water truck or with the water truck as well. No, I don't. I don't pack it in with the water truck. Oh, okay. These ruts, I think. Okay. This this little pickup is just. I bet I, well, like for Havoc, I know I went 79 miles around this track in this pickup truck. <laughs> Packing it. I think what, we're a fifth mile, I think they say we are. So, so that's 70, quite a few laughs. Yeah, no, that, that is. And um, so if that was if that was four or five hundred laps, how many beers is that? Uh, well... <laughs> I plead fifth on that one. <laughs> <You might. laughs> if anybody seen me Friday night at one o'clock when I was doing tire rides, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had a lot Friday night. <laughs> I hear you, man. Uh, that's a good twelve platinum night. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Have you um? So you said when? So normally people, you know, they'll get there. We'll say tomorrow morning, and you know they're unloading. They see Tate riding around, pulling a pulling a little tire behind them. That's right. What what is um? Just keep, like what's the idea behind the tire, and um, and what kind of tire is it? Just for anyone yeah. that's listening. Well, once again, it's a tractor tire, a big tire, mm-hmm. off of a big tractor, and I use it to seal it and put rubber on the track. Okay. So that, you know, that's why it's always black when people get here to race because the pickup truck will do it, but the tire it slicks it off, seals it over, and puts rubber on the track. Okay. So you don't have to go out there in a sloppy, muddy mess in open practice. Yeah, and I, you know, that's one thing. And it's funny you say that because I, I mean, I started racing in the late '80s at Piney Neck up here in, or I guess down here in Delaware, up here in Delaware from you. But yeah. um, it's 
that is the amazing thing to me is um, the difference in back in the day you used to go out there to run the track in, and you had to come off and go through a car wash and scrape yep. your tire and now you go out there first round of practice and you might have a little bit on the front motor like the front of the nerf right. bars or something right yeah but um and and that's especially with the you know with the cost that with everything i mean chassis oh. are three to four yeah. grand now as opposed to a thousand it's yeah and uh you know everyone wants to keep their stuff you know running good looking good and operating good so um having a track that they can get out on without having to really you know destroy their stuff means a lot these days i think yeah and that's why i mean i like running the calcium and i don't want the go-karts to run the calcium and that's just going to tear them up right you know calcium is hard on a go-kart so that's why i like to have the calcium ran in yeah, I usually put the calcium out, wait an hour or so, and then just start dragging the tire. And by the time it's time to go, there no calcium, and it's, it's ready. So if if it's a day race and it was cloudy and overcast, and there was it probably wasn't going to get sunny, would you would you cut back on the calcium? Or absolutely. You, you would. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Like havoc, havoc. They were calling what was it? Partly cloudy all day. Which right. we did get some sun, and I cut way back on Havoc. I did my Saturday night amount for Havoc just because they're calling for cloudy and mm -hmm. barely any sun. Now, if it's going to be sunshine, I'm going to kill it with calcium so people's neck break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, yeah, you got to watch your calcium. And just like now, I mean, I haven't nearly put the water I would during the summer this week on it. Because like right. you said, it's cool here. It might have got 55 today, windy, and it's a cold wind. So, mm -hmm. yeah, same way here. And I'm not I'm not too far from the coast. And um, yeah, man, it has that like that chilly kind of uh, the dampness to the air. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we have that problem sometimes on Saturday night. Like the dew will start falling. Right. So you got to watch your calcium then too, because mm -hmm. it'll get slick as eel shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. And then so you're a, no good with the racers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's um I mean it's it's gotta be hard enough to do this. I mean you're looking at the weather. I mean it really sounds a lot like I did tire, you know, like I'm looking at stuff a couple weeks in advance and um that kind of dictates a lot of what you're doing. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah, for sure. That was like for havoc, what, five days before it was supposed to rain. Yeah, yeah. We Six weren't even days, sure if whatever. we were gonna get down yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Yep, exactly. And, uh, and you really got to start, I mean, you almost have to have a game plan, you know, already implemented and, in, in, you know, in motion without really knowing even what the weather is going to be exactly sometimes, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just got to go with the flow a lot of times and hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. But, but I always say you can't take water out of it, but you can put water on it. Yeah. So you just got to watch yourself and. And when it gets closer, you start watching. Like I said, I think I got every weather app on my phone. <laughs> yeah, they're all and, different uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's it's so crazy how they're different. I'm like, you guys aren't helping at all. No. Well, especially, you know, you being like kind of near the coast and stuff. I know like we we fight that a lot, too. I mean, sometimes it, you know, stuff's supposed to move off the coast, but it just and hangs it just there. sets there, yep. Yep. And uh, it's it's difficult sometimes. I know even where we live and uh, where, where Brian White's Alex and, and um Brandon's uh -huh. dad they're on a little peninsula right on the coast and it could be raining there but five miles in it's sunny and you know it's it's, it's so weird on the coastline you know? oh yeah it's crazy it's like <laughs> oh it'll be out here by noon and five o'clock it's still mist and rain <sighs> yeah absolutely um what's i mean so you've been doing the track for a while now and um yes, you know, sir. I, I know that it's you know i know it's not perfect all the time but from everything i've heard it's you've progressively gotten better and you've been consistent on being good What's one of the big things that you know now that maybe you overlooked or when you first started, you just didn't realize the importance of it? I mean, oh, it could be more than one thing. But just... I really think, of course, the new clay has just helped out a bunch. It's so much easier. Uh, but I really think it is the watering, how much water you need. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially in the summer. You just need, when you think it's got enough water, add more, is what my saying is. Because, <laughs> you know, you get a breeze, it'll dry three and four out, and it's a dust bowl. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say the watering has, is what I've learned. 
And the most, yeah. <clears throat> so when you guys, where the your guys' track is, it's uh, right next to a, a bigger stock car track, and uh-huh. I think it's like a little motocross. Type yeah, track it's a, as well. it's, it's yeah, it's a decent motocross track. Yes. Okay. Um, have you ever been involved with the big track at all, or no, sir? No. Nope. Nope. They never, they never decided to break out the big checkbook and get Tate to come over there. And take <laughs> no, stuff. no. Which Red runs that, and uh, he has helped me a lot with a motor grader. He's really good with a motor grader, and we've had nights, or even like a VDK when it's rained, he's come over and scraped the top off, right. just because he's got a much bigger one. But he does his, and you know, everybody's different on how they do a track or how they want a track. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? The stock yep. car tracks have they have shocks and coilovers and stuff like that where go karts don't. Right. So it's it's pretty much got to be glass. I know mm. I didn't like going to a bumpy ass track. Right. <clears throat> so you were talking about that you were uh, not necessarily a racer, but you held the wheel for a little bit. Oh yeah. Where? Um, tell me about your racing a little bit. I started mind. right here in at Albemarle. Okay. And I ran WKA. You know, I used to go to Southern Pit when they were open. Right. We ran the WKA. We followed that for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just mostly Saturday nights here in right. Abemarle. We'd go to Margaretsville when Bud was there. <coughs> and uh, mm-hmm. Just, you know, pretty local. Capital a couple times. Uh, Amelia mm-hmm. when they were running. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing crazy. I- I hated going to uh, Amelia <clears throat> for VDK races and having to park on the third row. I felt the like the third row killed you. Yeah. I felt like I had to push uphill both ways. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! And uh, yeah, but I I tell you that track. That was I, a bad track. It is, and it's different too. You know, yeah. and I think yeah. uh, like your guys' track at, at Albemarle is <clears throat> is you know I I like it too. I mean, it's kind of like a. Maybe a little smaller southern pit, you know what I mean? Like it just has yeah. like a ra- like a racy feel to it. Like the yeah. corners aren't super banked, and right. it's. Uh, I feel like the flatter tracks produce better racing. Um, yeah, you know, just you like your track up there, that thing's flat, and I liked it. I've been up there. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I think yeah. I like to say our track is a driver's track. You just can't go on here and flat foot it. Mm-hmm. Now I know some kids do. Right, <laughs> but. Right. You know, it's hard to flat foot yourself around here. No, absolutely. And that was, um, you know, during qualifying at Havoc, you know, just you're really getting the chance to listen to the top guys out there and, and when they're, you know, their throttle control and how it yeah. evolves from lap one to lap three. And um, it is, you know, that's an art too, man. And uh, Go Kart, you've been around for a while too, man. It has evolved into, um, there's so many aspects and every little aspect has to be almost dead on to be able to run uh, up front with these guys. You know? That's right. That's right. You know, uh, I helped my, uh, one of my best friends from Ohio moved down here and his son races and I just love it. But it seems it like we, we always race when he's going race. So I got to be here. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, now. Um, uh, if you, uh, I actually, the winner of the uh, junior pro race, Chubb Shockley, I actually uh, interviewed him earlier today. Um, Old Chubbs. Yeah, man, he did a really good job. And uh, yeah. I've, I haven't talked to him in a few years because, um, you know, he's from the Delaware. I mean, he raced in the Delaware area. He's only about an hour from me. And um, Right. And uh, he did an awesome job, man. And even watching that race, he came from 10th to win it. And uh, it yeah. was kind of cool. Um you know, to see him. And, I mean, and you know, one of the things that really stuck out to me, and it, like I said, it had been a – probably two years since I'd been to a, a really big race, like a big money race. And um, uh-huh. I think because of the track and how well it was done, I hadn't seen racing that clean and that competitive in, um, in a while. And not to say that it doesn't happen, but right. I mean, I, the track really dictated, <clears throat> in my opinion, um, you know, the ability to be able to let off and get back in line without having to try to jam somebody into the cones Yes. To, pre- to prevent from sliding off the track. You know what I right. mean? Right. You, you, yeah. I like to have that. I call it a second groove. I know it's not really a second groove, mm-hmm. but you can save it. If exactly. You get pushed up there. You're not going off in a dust bowl to the fence. Right. And uh, I think that helps a lot. But we did have some good racing. It was, it was really good. But that's my goal every time we race is to make the track better than the last time. Right, right. Well, that's good, man. Um, 
if kind of a random question, do you uh, uh-huh. a couple random a couple random questions I have for you? Um, you have any uh, favorite track food that um, either you take or that you snack on or that you buy race day? Anything that uh, sticks out to you, or any uh, anybody that cooks something around there that you just you look forward to having every once in a while? I love our corn nuggets we have in the concession stand. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was in there helping with them a little bit because he was a little overwhelmed, and they were like, "What's a corn nugget?" And I'm here to try it. Oh yeah, I'll take them. I don't know if you've ever had them. I, but, I didn't. Uh, I uh, I didn't, but they sound good. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Uh, but I usually on a Saturday I don't eat till when it's over. And I'll have corn nuggets and a cheeseburger. Right. But, on uh, race days, do you get um? Uh, okay, so taking back me, like if you can remember, like when you're racing and stuff, if you got nervous or not, like as you prepare the track, do you have that little butterflies uh, each race day, or is it only every race day? Every time. Every time. <laughs> every time it don't go away. More on the big race days, but <laughs> right. Uh, and that's why I'm out here walking around when they're practicing on the track, just looking, just yeah. critiquing and seeing. But, yeah, I still do on Saturday nights. I want my Saturday night, you know, they're our bread and butter, and they got to have a perfect track also. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, if you could put a billboard as you come in the entrance, and you could put on there anything you wanted to say, um, what would you want to put up there? Like, <laughs> it can the fastest, be fastest, smoothest track around. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Come get you some. I like it. <laughs> that's cool, you know, man. It's that's uh, what it would be. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, that's cool. You can, like I said, this is the first time we've ever talked, and you can. I mean, I I hope everyone listening to this will be able to. to to hear, I mean, it sounds like you really enjoy it. I know some people probably do it, that it's more of a job. And it seems like from our conversations, I mean, it's something you look forward to, not something you feel like you have to go do. And uh, that probably makes it easier considering all the time. Uh, that oh, that yeah, man. I mean, I love it. I love it. I, uh, I just have some passion. I don't know how it came about. I mean, I've always been around racing from a kid to now, but uh, I just love it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good, man. And, uh, and uh, I think sometimes, even like when I started the podcast, it's, uh, I still don't exactly know what I'm doing here, but it's in my mind, like if I was going to do this, I wanted to kind of follow my curiosity and uh, try to shed some light on, I think people get wrapped up in the drivers and there's so many other people, um, you know, like Miss Miss Linda on the grid or there's oh, yeah. people, people doing the tracks or race moms or race to, I mean, it's, I want to have right. everyone on here for it. You know, I, it's really a true community and uh, it takes everyone. And I think sometimes the guys that do the track get bitched at a lot, but maybe they don't get the credit that they deserve sometimes. You know, it's kind I of I try a, not un- to get bitched at. That's why I try to get on <laughs> damn good track so they don't have to bitch at me. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, some, you but, know, people uh, are going to like that. Be- yeah, but you know, I've took my bitching at and, uh, but not no more. <laughs> yeah, I learned it. Put it in perspective a little bit. Yeah. And like I said, right now you're out there, you know, you're doing the track right now. So this is definitely a first for the podcast. Riding too, in so. circles. Put a little yeah. water on it, ride in circles. Put some more water on it, ride in circles. <laughs> there you go. Um, turn around and go the other way so I don't get too dizzy. Yeah, there you go. Um, Let's say like the beginning of the year where the track has been sitting uh, like throughout the winter. Is uh-huh. there is there anything you do during the winter to uh, to provide maintenance and then also like the first race of the year? I would assume it takes um, a little different approach to get things back in shape. But uh, could you just tell me about that? Yeah, usually uh, I just let it sit for the winter. Mm-hmm. I bring everything out of the infield that I've ever put down there, let it sit on top, let it sit all winter, and usually. I don't know, probably a month, maybe three weeks before the first race, I'll come out and disc it all back up together mm-hmm. and start over, you know, gotcha. motor grade it, roll it, pack it, and then just start. I mean, like Havoc, I was two weeks out preparing for Havoc. So, right. like when we had our Havoc warm up race, uh, they had a good track. And that's, mm-hmm. and and that's what counts. How many entries showed up there for Havoc this year? 286. 
286. That's pretty good, man. That's real good. Yeah. Uh, it was a little down from last year. I think we had 315 last year, but we cut like five classes. Right. That, that didn't have enough, you know. You had five go cars. Well, we don't need that class, but no. we have grown every year, and we just want to. We just want to keep growing it, man. It's just. The, the turnout's great. We just want it bigger every year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys did, um, I think they had like little trick-or-treating and stuff like oh, that, yeah. too. Yeah, and, that. Um, yep, trick-or-treating. Yeah. Had some fireworks. Yeah, had the fireworks during, you know, during the races. The um, yep. Probably one of my favorite uh, favorite t-shirts I've seen in a long time for an, you know, yeah. for a go-kart event. And I got one for my eight-year-old. And uh, by nice. the time I got up there, they only had... Which is, the lady told me, and this was early in the day too. And uh, these guys, they only had like a kids medium and like an adult large. It was only like five or six shirts left. It seemed like. I mean, you guys sold yeah. out pretty quick. They were. And nice I shirts. think that happened a lot on Friday because let me tell you what, I had to real, I had to order mine because I, you know, so busy I didn't go get mine. And, <laughs> uh, so Doug did another order, and uh, I had, uh, can I get some? <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Yeah, Doug, Doug. Doug and Wes do all that. They are the head of it. Uh, I do the track. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. It, it takes a team to do it all. It, you know. It, um, yes, and we got a good team, and Doug's our fearless leader. I don't know. He never gets nervous or shook. I don't know what he does, but <laughs> he's just he's calm as he can be, you know. All right. Well, that's good, man. And uh, like I said, just knowing Wes a little bit, too, he's – um. He's a good spokesman for the track. I mean, he, he represents himself well. Um, they you know they run good. He's a good dude, and uh, yeah, it's good yeah, to have a lot of good people. You know what I mean? Because it's it I'm is. sure when he's busy racing, maybe you guys can pick up the slack and vice versa yep. and stuff. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and, and the track is a club. I mean, we have board members and everything, but it's mm-hmm. a club. So any money we make goes to the club. So, you know, like Wes said in the drivers' meeting, no one walked away with the money from having. It all goes to the club. That's how we keep running. <clears throat> well, that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like anymore, there's a lot of like races put on, and not so much club building or series running. Yes. And uh, it's, I mean, I think you definitely need both. And I, I get where everyone's coming from, but um, I just hope we don't, as a community, forget about the club racing and the locals and stuff like that, because we need that as like a filler for everything else. I feel like, you know. Absolutely, absolutely, you do. And, you know, like I said, our, I love our big races, but our Saturday night people are our people. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them just as good as track as I give Halloween Havoc racers. Right. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so going into next year, do you guys know, um, I think I saw the maybe the date came out for Halloween Havoc. I'm not sure. Uh, but, October um, 24th, 2020, uh, buddy. There you go. You got up the calendar. You're you're already looking at the weather, aren't you? Yeah, I'm checking the weather. I can't find an app that goes out that far, but I'm still watching it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's good. And uh, so, what other races are going to be there next year? That or I, I don't know who really has their schedule out and stuff. But um, is there uh, any other like bigger I'm, series that you know? Um, VDK should come here twice. Mm-hmm. We usually get them two times a year, and that is all I know for sure. Okay. I know we've tried to talk to Scotty. With his mid mid state series, series. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, of course I always talk to Patty and Todd and tell them I want another Maxis race, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they um, I uh, I've actually I've I've uh, sent a message and um, I'm, I would like to get um someone from Maxis on to talk about. It. I mean, they do a lot for oh, know, the bigger races, yep. and I and I think that um. You know, it seems that the big discussion these days are about what tires people are going to run, and I think everyone tries to pick a side, kind of like politics. And I'm, I'm always in the middle, like, hey, like we don't need to exclude anyone. Like, if you want to no. pick, pick what you want to run, that's good. But like, I don't think we need to try to make this a battle between two tire companies. We need them. No. We need everyone involved and all the money and options, and it's You're only right. going to make our sport better. And I, I think people need to get over. Uh, it, it can't always be like the you know like a Republican versus Democrat. It's got to be exactly. we all got to try to build it the whole thing together. Yeah, and, um, and you know I heard you know the midseason or whatever they talking oh Burris they last forever. Well, you know what you're going to have just as many tires with Burris as you do Maxis. Right. Somebody's right. always going to have more tires than you. Mm-hmm. But I mean I just I'm with you. They all we all got to get along. And yeah. 
Yeah, we don't need to. Uh, we don't need to exclude anyone, man. I think nah. that um, you know, and I. Like I said, I, I've enjoyed it both. I mean, all the big money races I won as a tire guy um, and lost as a tire guy have all been on, you know, mostly on maxis. But, um, you know, like it, I definitely think options are, are out there. And, um, oh, and there's absolutely. Enough, there's definitely enough to go around. And um, I think most people just want to race. Like, I think most people would choose both of them, you know, um, yeah, that's what I to be think. honest. Yeah. So um, everybody just wants to race. And- yeah, you're gonna come here. You're gonna have a smooth, fast track, whether it's Saturday night or Saturday. There you go. Is there any anybody else like you'd like to give a shout out to? Um, anything else you want to kind of put out there today for the podcast? Like, I mean, I just I gotta give a shout out to Doug Johnson. He does a lot for this club. He's the ringleader, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how he does it. I'm glad I just have to work on the track. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it- Definitely. It, it probably That's makes your it. job easier too, you know, like yeah. not trying to do juggle right. all the balls. You know, you got right. your, your area, he does his, Wes helps yeah. out, and, um, yeah. you know, not too much on yeah. one person because yeah. it's probably easy to get burned out too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but on Saturday nights, I, I mean, I'm the race director on Saturday night or Saturday night shows, but that's not too bad because usually don't have to do nothing to the track, you right. know, once we get started. But I what, mean, um, just. Everybody that's helped me along the way, there's so many of them that I've watched and learned right. from. I'm sure. And they probably don't even know it, you know, because I was mm-hmm. just watching. Right. So. Sometimes just uh, observing and kind of taking notes. A lot of times, you know, like I, for me, I mean, I, I could read a book <clears throat> all day long, but if I mm-hmm. saw someone do something, it just, it, it resonates better. different, yep. you know? Yep. And, um, and, yeah. And so I've watched I, Mackie a lot, and he don't know it, but I've watched him a lot, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. No, I, I definitely want to get him on here and um it kind of <clears throat> so my thing was I knew that you had a little sandier clay um I think that Mackie probably does a little more lean clay and right. different tracks so I kind of in my mind I was thinking I could get you I could hear what you do for your track get get his um kind of overview on like doing different tracks and uh, and hopefully someone out there will uh it'll help improve their track you know what I mean yeah absolutely, absolutely. so um uh, just out of curiosity, I didn't realize until you just mentioned it that you were the race director on uh, for like the weekly shows and the local shows. Yes. How? Um, what are some challenges, or what are some of the things that you also like about being the race director? Um, I like the race director. Uh, the kids. The kids mm-hmm. are our future with anything. But I love our kids out here. And mm-hmm. the challenges is, uh, did he boot him on purpose? <laughs> no, yeah. Do I throw this flag, <laughs> this black flag? Well, you know, right. For, for the most part, the kids. I love the kids, you know, and I stand out on the track because our restarts at a cone on the backstretch mm-hmm. by me, and I line them up, and I just sometimes I got to yell at them, but or smack them in the helmet with the flag stick, but you know, <laughs> right, their parents right. appreciate it, and but. I just love racing, man. I just, that's the thing. And thank God my family puts up with it. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Yeah. Uh, I, you being in it for a while, and I can tell you for, uh, for me being in a while, I've seen a lot of relationships, marriages, things like that go south because oh, of racing. Yeah. And um, oh, yeah. it's, you know, a lot of times you hear about that and, you know, the ones that, that do make it and the ones that you hear, you know, that, that like kind of have that give and take and you know you get to do your thing and vice versa so you don't hear about them a lot so it's it's right. nice to hear about that you know right yeah i mean she don't my wife don't come out on a saturday night but she'll come to the big races and we'll bring the camper and we'll stay and the girls okay. will come i got two daughters and they'll come for the big races mm-hmm. i really How- thought i was going to groom my 17 year old daughter to do the track because she used to always come out here with me mm-hmm. uh She's got a boyfriend now, damn it. Oh, no. There you go. So, but. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole whole other podcast. That's right. That's a whole, damn straight it is. uh, He's a good kid, but I just, damn. Yeah. She'd come out here and work with me. She'd do it all with me. She she knew the steps and. I gotcha. That's cool. So, um. So your daughters, do they enjoy uh, they enjoy racing as well? They, I guess they've grown up around it a little bit. Or, they or have they just... grown up around it, but they, you know, they'll come to the big ones. Right. But they don't, you know, not not so much as I do. 
Right. Uh, well, but, they're getting to that age too, I guess. That uh, oh, other yeah. interests are taking over and yeah, hanging out with dad at the dirt dome isn't that yeah, great anymore. Anyway. <laughs> that's kind of boring, dad. Yeah, um, that's funny. like my oldest daughter. She used to do the scoring for the track on Saturday nights, but then she went off to college, but she's done now. So, but we, you know, she used to do scoring for us on Saturday nights, but that's gotcha. about it. They don't, you know. If I'm going to a race somewhere, they're not going to go with me unless it's here, pretty much. Gotcha. Do you uh, do you get to go to many races throughout the year to check them out? Or you... I do. But it seems like I'm so damn wore out when we're not racing. I just like need a day off. Right. But uh, but a lot of our races, you know, because the scheduling, all the tracks, you got to schedule on top of races, and it just kills right. me. Like I used to help Braxton Parish all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, you know, he running the Mid-State and NCVA. Well, we race on them dates. Right. You know, so. Gotcha. Maybe when I get in 10 seconds and retire, <laughs> I'll start doing that more. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I doubt if I'll retire. I doubt if we'll even get in 10 seconds. But nah, you will. Maybe next year. I don't have it. Yeah. So, well, Give me cool, a lot man. of sunshine. We'll get there. Sunshine. We'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's cool, man. Well, um, I will go ahead and kind of finish up here. But um, again, man, I, I really do appreciate your time. It's It's been good talking to you and getting to know you. And uh, well, hey, Tate, I really appreciate it, man. And uh, enjoy those corn nuggets on uh, tomorrow. All right. <laughs> all right, buddy. I appreciate it. It's been hey, fun, yes, sir. Man. Hey, be safe out there. All right. All right. You too, buddy. Thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, guys, there you have it. I appreciate you listening. And as always, I will tag Tate uh, on the Facebook post that I make sharing the episode. And, you know, send him a friend request. Tell him thank you. Shoot him a message. uh, Buy him some corn nuggets at the track next time you see him. Uh, It takes a lot of time and effort to come on here. I'm sure that uh, the way he does it is not like um, other people do it, but it's he shared his techniques, and hopefully there's someone out there that'll benefit. And like I, we kind of mentioned earlier on in the podcast, the track kind of dictates it, and it takes a lot more than just the drivers and tire guys, so to speak, to make up the community of karting. So we'll continue to explore and see how this all goes. So again, thank you for your time, and If we don't get another episode out before Christmas, I hope you guys enjoy the holidays and safe travels. Thank you so much.